0: It's it's morning. <laughs> it's definitely morning. It's so morning, uh, dude. I'm in morning. Honestly, physically. we should have just named it Morning Macabre. We fucked ourselves by adding the Monday. Yeah, we really put our uh, constraint. It should have been like uh, biweekly macabre. <laughs> yeah, that would have been... Ooh, there's so many podcasts that come out every other week and nobody appreciates weekly drops. It should be the- everyone's like, where is it? And it's like, dude, you gotta Dog, we should just rebrand to the bi weekly Boogeyman. Ooh. How about the But like it's a disco podcast? Yes. Ultimate. Yeah. Everyone's like coming back for that <laughs> shit, and we're like, all right, time to review the BGs. First album. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> boogeyman." Wait, hold on. This it's could be like satin. No, they'd listen a little vest. bit because they know how weird we are. They'd be like, waiting for one of the Bee Gees members to kill another one, and like, right, right, right. Like, like, like okay, when do we get to the? Situation? <laughs> but nope, we just—it's a straight up disco review. <laughs> straight up disco review, dude. at S U how am i i'm gonna turn down my game because i think last to episode, me you sound fine. some some nonsense you get a good amount of background hum. i don't know if you have an ac unit going or something or uh, what yeah let me turn it like off a little behind yeah inside baseball folks inside baseball i have to do a lot of destruction of his track to get it to not have background noise and uh, today we finally face the music as Scones melts in his chair because his AC yeah, unit I had to take is no longer as Well, all right, I'm back though. Ooh, all right, Scones is back though. Welcome back, bro. It's the disco, sh- uh, the disco the show, uh, disco show. Scones Fourth of July, love it or hate it, disco in July. Is that what you just said? Fourth of July, <laughs> I was like love it fourth of july Angela. i love it's a great holiday it's always fun uh great time of great year one ho- of the best it's just like not in a rando part like i used to love st patrick's day back when i was in college just getting yeah. shit housed on like a thursday in march <laughs> but now that i'm an adult okay. and it's just not like a random weekday in march now there's traffic it's tough uh halloween don't get a day off that sucks that used to be one of my favorites yeah. I used to remember what did you dress up at? Okay, high school. Yes. Let's take you back. High school. You come you get out of the locker you were stuffed into. What are you wearing on on Halloween? I didn't really dress up in high school. I dressed up in college. I like I took high school off to to work on me, but like back in college, <laughs> I I dressed up again. You didn't dress you didn't do like any you didn't go as Pac-Man with your three friends? Uh no, but I remember our friend Damn. Darius used to wear he wore a chicken mask one time and got in trouble because you're not supposed to wear masks. And then another <laughs> yeah. time, he wore a shark dog costume that just fit around his head only. I don't know what that is. It's like an, a, <laughs> like you put it on a small dog, and the whole body is oh, a shark. Oh, oh But since oh, you're a human. Okay. Our friend Darius I thought it was like human. half shark, half dog. No, 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 no. Like, it's four dogs, and he would just put it on I his see. head. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of genius. Uh. <laughs> that's a big brain move. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was Darth Vader a lot. I fucked with Darth Vader. Yeah, you were you were on that side of the force? I was. Oh, always bad guys. Always bad guys. Darth Vader was cool. I remember my mom made me a werewolf outfit one time when I was like 4. Um speaking of this is something that me and Jenny get to like decide for our kids like we get to choose their costumes cuz they're one year old. They're, years they're like 16 months and and 3. Yeah. And so, yeah, we can do, like, whatever we want. Dude, my kids um, are dumbasses. Well, my future kids are dumbasses <laughs> someday. Say, wait, your kids? If they don't think for the first three years of their lives they're not being hobbits and I'm being any character I want from mm. Lord of the Rings. Mmm, <laughs> that's cool. Or it's always yeah, going like to be, like, the scale. You'd be Gollum. <laughs> what do you say? That'd be good. You could be Gollum. But he's a hobbit. Okay, but that you said you could be any person. Right, but the scale is thrown off. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> what if you have really tall kids? <laughs> That's true. I'm in that like 99.9 percentile where yeah. my three year olds for the height like, is, can ball. Yeah, I was gonna say is already playing yeah. like professionally in Europe. <laughs> yeah. I just said hot. I mean, I just said golem because you could be like you know all about the candy. Stars. Did you see the kid uh, who just got see. drafted number one overall in the NBA? He had to. Have no. Been, like, is he gonna six? He's fighting overseas. He's seven <laughs> four. Whoa, that's not that's like that's the shit where it's like, what's the point, dude? And he can ball. Like why he even try and guard this guard. fucking guy? Can he? Yeah, you gotta watch him. His name's Victor Wembignana. He's French, but nah. anyway, also Celtics got Pingus. Nah. Pingus, but that's enough basketball talk for now. <laughs> Listen, I got a pretty sizable article, so if we want to hop in, we can hop. Oh, in. Let's hop, baby. Oh, people are like, yes. <laughs> They're like, good. I don't People care about Tangus Pink. The gaming <laughs> on their 30 second forward button are going to be uh, misled, brother. Boogie boys, drop that bump bump.
1: Boogie <laughs>
0: That bump bump's stinking saying? different today. <laughs> stinking different? Is that what you said? Yes. I like you. All right. <laughs> Me like you that. Me like you that. Uh I was watching that last night. I watched it last uh, week. Great movie. <laughs> it's, Style if you horror, haven't seen Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, it's so good and so underappreciated. It's incredible. Go watch the movie. Okay. Scones to today. I got an all this interesting art Yes. Give it to me. Right. On all that's interesting Professor McGonagall. You got a Professor uh, McGonagall, dude? Was it a cat first? Or yeah, a shiny Japanese. Uh, it was. Well, so if you it's a sh- it's a holographic. So like one, if you turn the card, it's, you know, the cat and then you turn it. It's Professor McGonagall taking body shots off of the Weasley. Hell twins. yeah. Dude, my parents <laughs> fuck heavy with uh, what's that new show? They're all fancy British people not new they just uh, had like a movie oh, in like their eighth season edgerton bridgerton bridgerton my mom loves yeah it. i they'll be watching that and i'll see like Hardcastle, professor hardcastle mccormick and i'll be like no way dude <laughs> Is she in it's it? fucking mcgonagall brother mcgonagall yeah, she's like what are you smart talking McGonagall? she's ugh, dude she kills that actress, I don't know her she's name. A, she's a 16-year-old well, high school right. student. She's a six. Yeah, yeah. she plays a 16-year-old uh, <laughs> high school student with her first convertible. Yeah, it's basically clueless. Exactly. Yeah, she's Barbie in the upcoming Barbie movie. Um, all right, so yep, inside Edgewood Arsenal, Ooh. the U.S. military's top-secret human experiment program. During the Cold War, war, Dude, war, war. I think this might just be the American like experience lately. But cold, like we've been mm-hmm. getting into Cold War stuff a lot on this show, oh, and government babies like cover-ups. And I think we're just like getting back to another Cold War. And I'm here for it. We're just getting a ton of great music and movies came out at that point. So let's do it. True. I mean, worth, worth, worth. <laughs> Constant threat of nuclear holocaust. Mm, back War. to the future. I'll take it. Mm, I'll take. The, yeah, those equate. <laughs> so, developed by the Nazis during World War II, sarin <gasps> is a deadly chemical that can kill in minutes. Oppenheimer and for years. Oppenheimer and for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's our take Oppenheimer. Off. Well, Oppenheimer and for years, the U.S. military secretly tested sarin gas on its own soldiers in a series of classified experiments at Edgewood Arsenal, a government facility in Maryland. What did they tell the soldiers? They were like, this hot sauce is going to blow your dick off. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) Bro, you've heard of Cheerios? This is Honey Nut, bro. (laughs) They just blasted (laughs) them with the sarin. Uh, But sarin wasn't the only lethal chemical weapon used in the human experiments at Edgewood Arsenal. From roughly 1948 to 1975, the army experimented with multiple chemical warfare agents exposing around 7,000 soldiers to chemicals like tear gas, mustard agents, and other dangerous oh, drugs. Oh, so they were doing like a hot ones where each one was <laughs> <different>. <laughs> Each progressive wing yeah. had a new gas. The first one was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> steamboat jim's like super hot nuclear yeah. and then the second one was super hot fucking mustard gas yeah. <laughs> and the third one. they just kept the bomb in there just to fuck yeah with but it's like above sarin yeah or the bomb is just a bomb if you don't know what hot ones is <sighs> you probably don't have an internet connection yeah <laughs> Soldiers who volunteered for the program were reportedly often misled about what they were signing up for. Yeah. And after they arrived. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah Oh, I believe no, it. Darce, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah my, why? <laughs> my computer monitors are entirely black. <laughs> my oh, display okay. Computers going can still sleep. run even with the... <laughs> yeah, that's allowed. Computers can work without hey, kid, them. kid. Is the good I'm news? i a computer. Uh, so they weren't told what they were signing up for. And after they arrived, many volunteers were administered drugs without being told that they were. So, very Just cool US things. Just U.S. government shit. Just cool government stuff, cool. dude. that's... Brother. That's tax-paying dollars. Those are dingers that I'm giving. Those are dingers I'm I'm glad going. they're doing it. If they had told me what it did, I never would have taken it. <laughs> what the subject said after learning he'd been given LSD. <laughs> oh, I would probably... That's the one I'd sign up for. <laughs> what? I was going to say, yeah, out of any of them, I'd be like, I'll take the acid. I'd be like, well, uh, you can either trip so and and see the universe or... <laughs> yeah, you can open your third eye or take this uh, sarin gas that will kill you in 10 minutes. And the guy's like, I don't know. I've heard a lot of bad things about LSD. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the radio the, says it. The uh, beatniks do that, right? <laughs> So this is the story behind the nightmarish human experiments the U.S. Army conducted at Edgewood Arsenal. Arsenal, Sorry, where is Edgewood Arsenal? Arsenal? It's in Maryland. (gasps) Ooh, Maryland, brother. Mary. Did they put a little old old Bay seasoning in there? Old Bay. Yeah, one of them was just Old Bay Saren. You have Saren or Old Bay Saren. One goes great on crabs. One doesn't. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Human experiments in the name of national security. Initially... The army argued that the Edgewood Arsenal experiments were necessary for national security. Of course, with the well, of course, with the Cold War raging, the military needed to know which chemicals might harm U.S. troops, and also wanted to develop its own chemical weapons to use offensively. It's crazy that I mean, using experimenting on humans, I morally disagree with in any form, unless mm, it's like that's not what you said off my, <laughs> <laughs> especially with poisons, but like.
1: Yeah, the fact yeah, that they would the go
0: straight to military people and not like, like yeah. death row <laughs> or like right. Why, POWs yeah There's definitely a like, pecking order here that we should follow. Right. Not that like, any of it's justified, but it seems crazy to go straight for like the the guy who just signed to Yeah, you need those guys, right? Right, You're able-bodied young men. <laughs> Logically, it just doesn't add uh, up. Right. So, for over two decades, the army tested chemical weapons on volunteer soldiers. Allegedly, the U.S. even consulted the former Nazi scientists who developed chemicals like sarin to help with the experiments. I like that. Like, where are these Nazi scientists? (laughs) Right, yeah. They're like, we went down to Argentina, (laughs) phoned up South America, said, hey, your last name's different. Yo, you know Giselle Uh, Buchend? Bunchend? Yeah, but bunch can She's got to be related to Nazis, right? Uh, <laughs> I this is I don't know. I don't know. Just enough like about her. a German supermodel from Brazil. Yeah, she was. They. <laughs> they. She was actually created in World Why War II. Why the only II. one doing the math. <laughs> People are going to be like, you know, anyone can move there, right? And I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> mm, no, I don't know that. I'm scared. <laughs> Psychiatrist Colonel James Ketchum, ooh, oh. Ash's uncle, who later became known as Dr. Delirium. Dude, that's what like happened not... to Ash's dad. <laughs> he yep, became Dr. We figured it out. Delirium, <laughs> Dr. Delirium. <laughs> Meanwhile, Professor yeah, Ash has just been tripping on gas that was given to him by his father. Uh, joined Edgewood in the 1960s, spearheading its mind-altering drug tests as the head of psychochemical research a zealous defender of the experiments, until his death in 2019. Ketchum insisted that the chemical weapons they were testing were more humane than traditional weaponry and were a necessary precaution during the Cold War. I know what this guy looks like. He's Papa from Stranger Things, right? He has to be. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, So this is a quote. We were in a very tense confrontation with the Soviet Union. And there was information that was sometimes accurate, sometimes inaccurate, that they were procuring large amounts of LSD, possibly for use in a military situation, Ketchum says, as reported by The New Yorker. L. Wilson Green, the scientific director at Edgewood, argued that chemical warfare could lead to fewer casualties on the battlefield. Throughout recorded (laughs) history, wars have been characterized by death, human misery, and the destruction of property each major conflict being more catastrophic than the one preceding it. make him trip, dude. Yeah, Green wrote in 1949, I am convinced that it is possible, by means of the techniques of psychochemical warfare, to conquer an enemy without the wholesale killing of his people or the mass destruction of his property. So he's basically like, we're the good guys here, come on. It's also silly, it's like, we're funding so much chemical, like, we don't have to kill a lot of people if the Cold War escalates, but then the whole the whole thing about the, at, the Cold War escalating is nuke, nukes, right? Nuclear. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's going to be like, like, let's like, spray him with LSD, and then the Russians just nuke us. <laughs> it's like, oh, the LSD didn't work. <laughs> Wait, LSD isn't a protective barrier <laughs> against nuclear destruction? Um, But despite these intentions, Edgewood Arsenal's critics say the experiments and the manner in which Ketchum and his team conducted them were far from humane. <gasps> the soldiers recruited for Edgewood Arsenal's human experiments. Experiments, experiments, experiments. Experiments, experiments. The Army claimed that soldiers volunteered for the project, but the truth was more complicated. They were told they were going to be testing Army equipment, Nick Bridgden, director of the documentary Dr. Delirium and the Edgewood Experiments, told The Guardian. There was no mention of drugs. (gasps) After shipping out to Maryland, the soldiers were pressured into dangerous experiments. Like, come on, bro. That's a... Yeah, they're like, "Dude, everyone's doing it. You don't want it. you want to be on the football team, right, bro?" Just hazed, hazing Just for like friend, Dude, Saren, Hazen, not giving a hoot. That's the army's that's the motto. Once they got into Edgewood, from what I've heard from these vets, they were threatened with court-martials if they didn't participate. Yikes. That's uh, so <laughs> no longer volunteering. N- Yeah, not quite a volunteer, more like a forced, uh, you know. Thing. uh, (laughs) uh, What's the word? I don't know. I can't think of the word. Uh, Officially, the Army told a different story. The Armed Forces Medical Policy Council decided in the early 1950s that without human volunteers, the project could not continue. Hashtag, fuck the 50s. According to research. Yes. According to research by the National Center for Biotechnical Information so the council authorized using soldiers in medical experiments. The army later claimed that all participants voluntarily consented and received a full briefing on the tests, but the veterans who had participated in the tests disagreed. They told me it would be like taking aspirin, one test subject told the Baltimore Cure Sun. What ails but the drugs... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the drugs test he endured left him suicidal for years. The fact that they were allowed to do it without people who knew what they were doing was very, very scary, a physician named Mark Needle told The New Yorker. There was no humanity in it. There was no morality in it. So, not so cool. No, the government gave a bunch of psychopaths a lot of money to do this. Yep. And baby, did they Did they they deliver? (laughs) Testing chemical weapons on soldiers. Oh. What did the... What did the tests at Edgewood Arsenal look like? L. Wilson Green, the director at Edgewood Arsenal, had a specific type of reaction that he wanted to see. The symptoms which are considered to be of... Not great science. Yeah, when you want a result... (laughs) That's how shit goes off the rails fast. That's when things get screwed with. The symptoms which are considered to be of of, of value in strategic and tactical operations include the following, he wrote. Fits or seizures, dizziness, fear, panic, hysteria, hallucinations, migraine, delirium, extreme depression, notions of helplessness, lack of initiative to do even simple things, and suicidal mania. So let's do it. Way worse than WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, As a result, the volunteers took drugs that rendered them terrified and debilitated including dangerous toxins like sarin and Agent BZ. What does sarin do to you? Um, Does it, like... I think... So... Is it just, like, instant uh, death? Or is it, like, does it melt your face off? Let me see. I feel like it was in, like... It's probably really bad, because it was in 24 at one point. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, It can cause tremors, seizures, and hypothermia. Oh, so it just fucks with, like, your nervous system? Yeah. Uh... (laughs) here's a cora question what does sarin gas do (laughs) answer kills people (laughs) (laughs) there it is that's what i wanted there we go asked and answered uh in some experiments doctors dripped deadly chemicals on the arms of volunteers to see how they reacted in others men popped pills without knowing exactly what they contained some men went temporarily blind during the tests or tried to harm themselves some experienced hallucinations that lasted for days. That's way better than the, the test left stuff. some. Yeah, again, one is just tripping, the, and the rest are death. Are not are tripping. like gruesome death. Yeah, the test left some volunteers hospitalized when psychotropic drugs left one soldier paranoid. Even after the doses wore off, he spent six weeks in the hospital. Which that uh, yeah that's. That sounds right to me. Sounds like a long time. <laughs> sounds like not fun. The horrific impact of the Edgewood drug tests. Perhaps the, most dem- th- perhaps the most dangerous chemical the army experimented with was sarin. In one year of sarin tests, seven technicians required immediate medical treatment after they were accidentally exposed to the chemical, nope. and birds passing over the gas chambers flues following sarin tests dropped dead. Uh, and they had to regularly remove them from the roof of the facility. You just had to get a guy up there to scrape the birds off? Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm Tony. Nice to meet you guys. I'm the janitor. <laughs> I'm here to sc- scrape off the dead birds. Yeah, the Love what you guys are are doing. Like, dead birds. He's like, ah, n- 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, 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 to scrape all the happy, alive birds off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the healthy volunteers who were administered the toxic chemical... Oh, the healthy volunteers. Uh oh, that's wait, even I missed that's something. so fucked. Yeah. They had to um, administer and receive like these volunteers. The healthy volunteers who were administered the toxic chemical, meanwhile, had severe reactions, including twitching, vomiting, and struggling to breathe. In 1961, one Edgewood volunteer named John Ross was administered a nerve agent called Soman. And just as he was being injected, he overheard the doctors say the chemical was lethal. I started having convulsions, he later told the New Wait, Yorker. I started vomiting. What? He's alive. <laughs> he is alive. Okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah, uh, then, one of the then guys died, standing is lethal. I told the New Yorker. Oh <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys standing over me said, We gave you a little too much. <laughs> Oops. Just yeah, oopsies, well, oopsie. It's oopsie, like... oopsie. Uh, they told me to walk it off. <laughs> They're just a bad, like, an abusive step. Pretty dad. much. Uh, I started to panic. I thought I was going to die. Ross lived, but for years he expressed de- depression and insomnia. In another experiment, a test subject who had been administered BZ said he felt he was in danger at BZ? Edgewood Arsenal. Is it, like, a bunch of bees they put in yeah, your Yeah, it stands for bees zoom they, be, they zoom they a bunch zoom of into bees your into your mouth and make you hold it <laughs> shut. Yeah, and they say, how long can you do it? If you want to be part of Pie B- Kappa B- 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 Beta. Yeah, and then that's how we'll get the Russians. Exactly. Put bees in their mouths. Bees nut. I feel like my life is not worth a nickel here, he said. I just don't feel that I am safe here in the house. Hold on, how much was a nickel back then? Uh, like five cents. Well, no, but like, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You mean compared to today's values? Yes. Uh, I have no idea. All right. Moving on. The aftermath of Edgewood Arsenal. In 1975, the human experiments at Edgewood Arsenal ended after a Congress investigation exposed the program for its coercive recruiting process and repeated failure to obtain informed consent from volunteers. Oh, so this isn't like a like a conspiracy. This is... This is Oh, this is like prim and proper documents. Yeah, I was going to say, Congress came in like when baseball had steroids, and they were like, we're putting it into." this. <laughs> You're all getting asterisks next to your military <laughs> no careers. No one's getting into the Military Hall of Fame here. Um, but the soldiers who had been subjected to the experiments felt their effects for decades. Many of them struggled with depression and suicidal ideation. Others suffered from nervous system disorders. I need to know everything that happened to me because it could give me some peace and fewer nightmares, a veteran of the Edgewood Arsenal experiments wrote to Dr. Ketchum. That's so fucking sad. And it was sad. far from the... It's really sad. And it was far from the only letter of its kind Ketchum received. I guess some people find it satisfying to look back and condemn what doctors and others did half a century ago. Ketchum shot back to another veteran who questioned Dude, him. This guy deserves, especially, deserves to be, <laughs> have all the bees great. in his mouth. Ne- yeah. Especially if it lends itself to sensationalized movies and entitles them to disability pensions. What an okay. evil person! What a crazy. He take. should have to take one of everything <clears throat> and see yeah, what right? his pension looks like. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> that's so <clears throat> awful. Me. Yeah, They're not so great. Detached from any like morality or like empathy. Right. At yeah, all. this dude is a psychopath. Um, The lawsuit. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. Litigation, the American way. Hit me with it, Darcy. Just in time for the fourth, baby. (laughs) In 2009, a group of former Edgewood Arsenal volunteers filed a class action lawsuit against the Army, Department of Defense, and CIA. Rather than asking for compensation... The veterans simply wanted to know what drugs they'd received to be released from their oaths of secrecy and to gain access to veteran affairs medical benefits. That's so fair. Like, that's, well, that's not even fair. <laughs> right. Like, that's like, they low-balling. could ask for way more. Right. So it's like, we just want to know what happened. A US, yeah, just give me the deets. <laughs> that's all I'm asking for. A U.S. district court ruled in favor of the veterans in 2013, and in 2015, the Ninth District Court of Appeals determined that the Army was also required to provide the veterans with medical care related to the experiments. Over 60 years since the human experiment program at Edgewood Arsenal began, the veterans were still dealing with the lasting effects of the tests they'd undergone. Only now, at least in a literal sense, the Army was finally paying for what they subjected them to. Honestly... Seems like not, yeah, fair. not worth, not I'm sure worth if you Hashtag, any of that. Not worth, not worth, no matter One how bit. many bees you can shove in how many Russians' mouths. <laughs> <laughs> no, many, how many bees you rehomed into someone's mouth is not worth it, but um, so yeah, that's the Edgewood Arsenal experiments. Uh, really sad, yes, and it makes me wonder how many of these things happened that never got out. Like, never went oh. public, or the people... All of them. Well, they probably just died. Or, yeah, or, and like, just did not fucking... Like, can't yeah. even fathom, or, like, yeah, can't even have any sort of memory after whatever they went through. Yep. It's a super fucked up thing. And it's, like, it makes you wonder if, like, is that still happening? Probably. Yeah. The U.S. government is such a boner for psychedelics. Yeah. <laughs> For someone yeah. who illegalizes all of them, they have such a boner for them. They always want to see what yeah. like cocktail of crazy drugs they can give to <laughs> people that somehow they think is going to matter in war. Yeah, it's or uh, espionage somehow. <laughs> I think that I'll say it. I think the U.S. government has done some bad stuff. <gasps> Dar, is this close to Fourth so, of July? You're Listen, gonna the I'm, br- <laughs> I'm gonna go missing. You can't say that on uh, its birthday week, brother. <laughs> You're right, America. But yeah, uh, not great. And again, I don't not a, see not why the who the government personnel that were funding it were like this is a good idea and weren't like I'd rather have like drones <laughs> than. Dude, spray. I don't know. We talked about so many things now that I'm just like. Is the government's just the stupidest, dude? They're the weirdest. Like, like I feel like they're bored. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. They have to spend the budget they're given, and they are yeah. bored and out of ideas. And they are bored. So they're like, That's... let's give this guy like the worst thing possible. Even though in a wartime situation, it's just going to be bombs and planes. Bombs and planes, bombs boys. And planes. That's the new Madagascar trailer. That's the new. Uh, bombs over baghdad bombs trains and automobiles dude andre 3000 is coming out with a solo album just saying uh, guys if you take anything away from this episode Please. andre 3000 i saw him one time in manhattan <laughs> wow could you tell it was him because he was dressed like andre 3000 yes and he looked like andre 3000 <laughs> and he was andre you could tell he was andre 3000 Damn. because of the way that he was, was it- that's incredible. And he was rolling with like some uh, guys, model, and then everyone was like, "Yo, can you take a picture?" And he's like, "No." Roses really. He only speaks in small clips of outcast songs. Of uh, yeah, uh, yep. Uh, if Big Boy's not there, he's not yeah, allowed to speak contra- contractually. Uh, contractually, of course. Um, so yeah, check out the Edgewood Arsenal. Look into it, guys. If you're if you want to learn more, but uh, that's the. That's the skinny on the U.S. Department and of if Defense. If you've ever had more, at least more than one bee in your mouth, please let us know what happened. Yeah, let us know. How many bees... And how do you feel like it would go tactically in a wartime situation? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to tell us, reach out at Twitter, MMMCobbPod, Instagram, MondayMorningMacab, and our website, MondayMorningMacab.com, uh, for all the latest infos um, and Avoid bees in your mouth, and if the government asks you to volunteer for something that they don't tell you about, f- fucking nah. <laughs> yeah, just hit them with that. <laughs> no thanks. Nah. Hit them. Nah. No thanks. <laughs> eh, nah. 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 Uh, and I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.